Welcome to a special edition of the Fantasy Football Hot Read Podcast. I am Dominic Petrillo, lead fantasy writer at Fantasy Hot Read. Uh, with me tonight is Jake Olson. You may have seen his story on ESPN. He was also the long snapper for the USC Trojans for the past couple of years. So, Jake, how are you doing tonight? Great, man. Dom, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's glad glad to be able to have you here. It's nice to be able to talk to somebody who's in kind of the same situation I am here playing fantasy football. So, it, for those of you, for those of you who don't know, uh, Jake is completely blind, as am I, and we we both love playing fantasy football. So I figured we'd get on here and talk about the struggles we have, and you know how we're able to still play, even though some some people may not think that we're able to. Uh, but to start out, Jake, for those who haven't seen you on ESPN, uh, tell us about your story. Were were you born blind, or what happened, and uh, what's been going on since? Obviously, you just graduated from USC, so take us through your whole journey. Yeah, so the, kind of the Cliff Notes version is, you know, at eight, eight months old, I was, I was diagnosed with a rare form of eye cancer called retinoblastoma, and it, it took my left eye when I was just a baby and then fought for the next 12 years in my right eye. Eventually, when I was 12, I had, I had to lose my right eye to that cancer as well. That obviously meant I went completely blind. So... You know, I saw, saw for the first 12 years of my life, off and on, you know, depending on what kind of treatment we were doing. But lost my sight completely at the age of 12. Continued to, you know, I was in seventh grade, so continued to just play flag football in middle school. Kind of, you know, learned to go back to school in middle school. Try to continue to live a normal life. And then went to high school, which was a little bigger of a jump. Um, did not play football my freshman and sophomore year. Just didn't think I could. And then... Learned a long snap at the end of my sophomore year just out of the fear of regretting not playing football in high school. Eventually learned how to long snap. Became the starting long snapper on my football team heading into my junior year of high school. Played my junior and senior seasons, which was awesome. Graduated from high school and then really wanted to go to one place in the world, and that was USC. And so I was fortunate enough to be accepted there. And then I was uh, asked by Coach Sarkeesian at the time if I wanted to join the uh, – join the football team which was really really cool and I was not going to pass up that opportunity in my wildest dreams so I accepted that and then pretty much from there on um, became obviously the long snapper and you know got some playing time which was really fun but graduated from a great university and and got my business degree and then ever since it's just been you know obviously telling my story a lot I've been able to motivationally speak for the last 10 years really and so it's been really cool to continue to do that and then also just um you know, put my put my degree to use, and you know, start working on a startup, working on some different things, getting back into my golf game, going to start playing competitive golf again. So, doing a lot of cool things. Yeah, that's awesome. I used to play golf as well before I lost my sight. You know, so obviously you're a little bit in the same boat as me. You said you had some sight until you were 12. I actually lost my sight when I was 32. From mine was self inflicted though. Mine was just I from diabetes, I didn't have any medications to take care of myself or anything. So my eyesight just went and then with it from the basically February until November of 2012, my sight just went. And then by January of 2013, it was completely gone. So, you know, that's how I lost my sight. So I, I was working and driving and everything up until, you know, October of 2012. And then basically in the th course of three months, it just went period. So was was it a big struggle for you to to change from being able to see things around you to not being able to see things around you? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, as you know, Dom, I mean, it's it's a it's a huge it's a huge difference. I mean, you know, you're taking away a sense and probably sense you may use the most um, for most people, and so 
Definitely. It's a, it's a huge learning curve. You learn every day. I still learn every day. Um, I think, in, you know, I'd be interested just kind of you, I mean, losing your sight of, after 30 years. I mean, you were kind of more ingrained in your, I guess, lifestyle where as a kid, you know, 12, like, yes, you know, school was obviously very important. I wanted to make sure I made a future for myself still and, you know, remained a, a good student and stuff and, you know, was, was wanting to hang out with my friends and make sure I didn't, you know, forfeit that, that happiness of what I wanted to do, love to do. But, you know, as a kid, you're also just, I think, more able to adapt and just kind of, you know, go, go with it more, I guess, with a, a free spirit and understanding like that. I don't know, like you, you as a 12 year old, I mean, like I said, on both sides, yes, you are more vulnerable because I mean, like you are only a kid, but at the same time, like you, you're, you're adapting every day as a kid, you know, you're growing up, you, you're going through, you know, you're maturing as a, in a, into an adult. And so like with that comes already a process of learning. So just kind of throw, throwing blindness on top of that. I mean, it's obviously an extra struggle, but it just kind of, I think kind of more naturally progresses with, with life. Yeah, I, I can see that because obviously, you know, they always say you're growing up as a you know a teenager and everything. So you're just growing up being, you know, visually impaired or blind, depending on who you are and what you want to call it. Uh, so, yeah, I, I can definitely see that for me. Like like you said, yeah, it was definitely more difficult for me already being ingrained in everything, being 32 years old by the time I lost my vision. And plus, it you know, it was a little harder as well because of my diabetes. I have, you know, like the neuropathy in my fingers and things like that. So even trying to learn Braille, I mean, I. I can do Braille. I know the non-contracted Braille. I don't know contracted, but with the neuropathy in my fingers, you know, I get like phantom dots and stuff. So where I think I'm going from, which obviously I'm sure you know Braille. So like trying to go from, I think I'm feeling like an A and then I move to the next letter and I think it's an F, but it's actually a, you know, it's actually an E. I just feel that A dot still there because it's, you know, still imprinted in my finger and things like that. So at times that can be a little weird, but you know, other than that, it's, I think the biggest thing for me is the the jaws. I mean, I'm still a little bit behind on that, but and just doing things like the websites. Definitely, they need to get more websites that are extremely accessible. Even with, uh, I was afraid with the Skype because I know when I use Skype on my computer, like we're doing this, I still can't find the answer call button. So I have to make sure I'm the one calling everybody, and then they patch whoever else in. So it's you know little things like that that can be tough, and just obviously websites. Like I don't know if you have ever tried to use Grammarly. Uh, the but I actually emailed them one time asking about if they had like a plugin I needed to install to be able to make their uh, software accessible and you know their email reply to me was no we're not accessible and we have no plans on becoming accessible in the future so you know just little things like that can be a pain in the butt but you know you get you get through and you do what you have to do to get by and you know you've obviously done that going to college and everything getting a degree from a great university on the west coast and you know it's not UCLA but you know it was still USC. <laughs> but you know you, you have things like that that you were able to get through and everything unfortunately i i never went to college but you know i could have it wasn't it just wasn't in the cards for me i guess but yeah no it's it's great that you were able to do that and you know obviously you're moving forward you said you have a startup going so you know at the end we can talk about that if you like if you want to you know get that out there what you're starting up with that and you know so other than the startup are you working anywhere right now or doing the motivational speaking is that basically what you're doing at the moment yeah, yeah, doing motivational speaking. I, I'm kind of, you know, figuring out some other kind of things that that were are in the pipeline between, again, um, obviously the startup, but a couple of other things I'm working on with the talent agency up in LA. So um, we might we might have some cool things coming out that um, I'm just kind of waiting to to pitch to a couple of different, you know, 
production companies or pictures things and like i don't know so we'll see um but yeah most definitely right now just traveling a ton um you know definitely never never putting out the my love for sports and you know i never want to get away from sports in in some regards so i, I definitely you know would, would love to kind of become maybe an analyst one day of some sorts that'd be i think would be really fun so i don't know we'll, we'll see where where it takes me i'm not i'm not in any rush right now um like i said i got i got a lot of projects and so just waiting to kind of see how some turn out and then, you know, move on to the next ones. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to get out there and become an analyst as well. I've had a bunch of uh, emails out there. I email the athletic and bleacher report uh, two or three times a week, trying to get a job with them and tr trying to wait to hear back. I've been emailing them for three or four months, been talking to some of the talent there and talked to Matthew Barry a couple of times. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. You know, obviously I'm older than you are. You're only 22, 23 years old. I'm, I'll be, 39 you know on saturday so i have a little more experience and a little less time to be able to do things with but you said uh you want to stay in sports and that's great is football your main sport or do you like a lot of different other sports as well yeah no i mean i love football i mean i love 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 football so it's probably my main sport you know i i do follow baseball really closely um you know i follow the nba and the nhl somewhat closely um, and obviously golf a lot. So, I mean, but definitely I'd say the NFL is my main sport. So what are you, since you said you do follow golf and I, I follow all the sports, I'm not nearly as involved in baseball, hockey and basketball as I used to be. Uh, but for golf, what do you think about this Brooks Kepka? Is he just like a, is he just a jerk or does he have, you well, know, some, I think I, I like him a lot. I think it's funny. He's uh he slides under the radar. I mean, obviously he's not been, he, he doesn't, he doesn't, compete well in every tournament which i think makes makes him slide under the rug a little more but in in majors he really knows what he's doing and i you know i mean my gosh like i think we're gonna look up in four or five years and be like hey this guy has like 10 11 majors like how, how this guy gets so many majors like i i just don't think people realize the cape of what he's capable of i mean literally he's going to probably win like i said in, in three or four years he will have eight to 11 majors. I just watch. And it's going to be like, okay, well, here's this guy that, like I said, kind of slid under the rug a little bit, but um, no, he's, 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 he's a cool guy. And I, I, I root for him for sure. He's, he, he, I think he's, he's really good for the game of golf. Yeah. I like people with a little bit of attitude. I mean, not everybody can be milk toast and everything. I mean, I love, I love Phil Mickelson. That's just cause he's a left-handed golfer. And so was I, when I used to play golf, but yeah, Brooke, I mean, he is the number one rated golfer in the world. Obviously, Rory said he wants to try and get up there by the end of this year or early next year. We'll see if that happens. And yeah, I, th I definitely think that uh, Kepka can get up there and get, you know, four or five, six majors in the next three or four years, maybe even more. You know, he just has to be paired with somebody who's not a slow player. <laughs> Stay away from, you know, Ben Crane and all, all those kind of guys that have like six hour rounds all the time. That was, that was really ridiculous. I, I, <laughs> I didn't understand that, to be honest, but. Uh, yeah, there's players like that. that I know I remember uh, probably not before your time, but uh, before you might have been watching golf, uh, Ben Crane and Rory Sabatini had the same thing happen about 10 years ago where Ben Crane was going so slow that uh, three or four different holes of the tournament, Rory Sabatini just said, screw this, and just walked off the green and went to the next tee box while Ben Crane was still putting and everything. Just he was so sick of how slow he was going. Oh, my gosh. He just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going. Yep, absolutely. Uh, so for football, obviously you're a USC fan for college, and you're a yeah. I'm sure you follow the NFL as well. So who do you have an NFL team? Do you follow, or do you just follow like maybe the Seahawks? Because I know 
that you do have a relationship with Pete Carroll and everything? Do you follow the Seahawks because of Pete Carroll, or do you follow yeah. the Rams or whatever because they're there? Or? Well, I mean, you know, I, I follow most teams, but obviously, yes, I, I root for the Seahawks on a weekly basis. Um, you know, the, I'd say they're my primary team. I do have a fondness of the Bears and the Chargers. However, though, my family's from Chicago, so, um, you know, just kind of, you know, root for them a little bit growing up. And so I always love, love to see them win. And the Chargers, I think, are just a, a fun team that isn't uh, isn't really, I don't think respect is the right word, but isn't it just isn't very, I guess, beloved by L.A. and, you know, San Diego obviously has some problems with them. And so I think they're just kind of this misfit team. And they're just, they have, they're talented. They're, they're, they, they play at the great competitiveness. I mean, they, you know, they have stars all over that, that roster. And so I think it's, it's really fun to kind of, I don't know, I mean, now that they are in L.A., just kind of root for that, that team that uh, plays, in, plays in the soccer stadium every, <laughs> almost every Sunday. Yeah, root for that underdog. Even when they get into the new stadium, they're going to be an underdog because they're kind of like riding on the coattails of the Rams. It's going to be the Rams stadium anyway. So yeah, it's it's kind of fun to root for the underdogs. I grew up in Philadelphia, as we talked about beforehand. So I'm an Eagles fan and I'm also a Saints fan. I've been rooting for the Saints since uh, about 1991. So, you know, it's good to see them finally win the Super Bowl in 2008. And hopefully they'll get back there again this year, although I think it's the Chiefs year. Uh, so that'll lead me actually to my question that I had for you. My cousin, Andrew, uh, wanted me to ask you that. Obviously, you know uh, Pete Carroll from your time with USC and, you know, from being around USC and everything, and now he's in Seattle, and you obviously root for him there, and he, he won national championships with the Trojans. He also won the Super Bowl with Seattle. So what? Who do you, do you think he's a better college coach, or do you think he's a better NFL coach, and, you know, why do you think so? Um, I mean, that's a, I, that's such a difficult question in the sense just that, it's it's so different. I mean, he's obviously a really great recruiter, um, which I think helps him in college a ton. But obviously, we've seen both his schemes work both in, in the college level and the NFL level. What I think he's just really good at, which transfers to both, and I think he's one of the best coaches to ever have done this, is just be able to pull every ounce of talent out of his players, um, especially in, in the big moments, um, you know, and guys where you, you would never think they would have that potential in them. He sees it. He, he makes them believe that they have it. And then what do you know? They go out there and show it and reveal it. And so I think from that standpoint, like between college and NFL, that's, that's something that he specializes in. And his players love him. They, they play for him every day. Um, they, they love to compete. They, again, all of them have kind of this swagger to them because he instills in them the confidence uh, in their ability and their potential every single day. And it, it's, just, it's just fun to be around. I mean, he really is a affable guy who's full of energy. It's, it's really hard not to be energized and positive around him, which goes a long way either in college or the NFL. Yeah, I agree with you. And it's funny to say that he's so energetic because he is the oldest coach in the NFL. But I do know what you mean there because there's certain coaches – you know, like like Chip Kelly or, you know, uh, Jim Harbaugh, who kind of rub people the wrong way. Like they get the best out of them for two or three years and then they rub them the wrong way afterwards. So it's kind of like getting me away from this guy. So those are the types of coaches that are better in college where Pete Carroll, I think that he can get the most out of his players, like you said, every day and year after year. So it's kind of like he can get people to even almost recruit them to come to Seattle as well, because he, he is a really good players coach and very energetic, like you said, and he lets them be themselves. So I yeah. think that that has definitely helped him in, in the NFL, that he has more long-term energy that keeps players loyal to him. Or like I said, with like, you know, like Jim Harbaugh or Chip Kelly, they kind of wear out their welcome after a couple of years, which is 
fine in college because they're going after a couple years anyway, but in the NFL, it doesn't help. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think from a from a standpoint of just players being related, you know, relating to him, I, I, I mean, I do think he's probably a, a little bit more for college just because, you know, NFL guys, I mean, obviously money drives it. So, I mean, you know, if you, you want to go play for, you know, a hard ass under Bill Belichick or, you know, uh, a, a fun-loving guy with Pete Carroll, I mean, there's, there's definitely, you know, you, you might have your – your preference, but money's going to drive that decision ultimately. But where college, I mean, like he, Coach Carroll was so fun. I mean, these kids like wanted to come to USC just to play under him. Like even even if they didn't necessarily weren't promised a starting position or didn't see a path to to being number one on the depth chart, like they still just wanted to come play for Coach Carroll, which I think is very special. Yeah, he seems kind of like you know the cool guy with like you know like the slick back hair and everything. Just seems like that cool Southern southern guy so i can definitely see that going going to play for him other rather than somebody like you know like jim mora or who, you know whoever new heisel at ucl you know whoever they had like that so he definitely seemed like the cool coach and they definitely seemed like that that it team especially back in the early 2000s when he was there uh so moving on to a little bit about fantasy football since this is a fantasy fantasy related show uh now how many leagues do you currently play in for fantasy football so I'm in two. Um, I've played in three or four. I mean, I could play in a lot more. I, you know, I, I feel like three <clears throat> was pretty much, I don't know, it's kind of given my max attention. I mean, I, I could put a lot into three leagues, maybe four. Um, but besides that, I mean, like, if, if I was in more than that, I would kind of lose track of probably some leagues and just kind of set it and forget it in a lot of them. Not, not necessarily be too much on the waiver wire, but in, in, if I do two, three leagues, like I am, you know, pedal of the metal in these leagues, you know, I, I, I am every day, you know, for an hour or two checking on, on news and stuff, listening to some different podcasts and, and different things and just making sure uh, everything's set. So I definitely love fantasy football. It's, it's a huge passion of mine. Yeah, that's awesome. So what, which uh, podcasts are your favorites? I know I listen to quite a few podcasts every week. I listen to about 30 or 40 different podcasts every week. So I'm sure you don't listen to all the same ones I do, but which, which ones do you, are your go-tos? Um, you know, obviously, I mean, I, I, I listen to the 06010 a lot. Um, just, I, you know, I do, I do like feel, um, and, uh, Matthew and, and Stefani there, which is awesome. But, um, Definitely. I mean, there's there's just some different like clips on YouTube. I watch a lot. Uh, the Yahoo one I listen to a lot. The just the fancy radio, um, depending on what's what's on there, I'll, I'll listen to on um, especially I think what is it like Friday or Saturday nights. I do kind of that that special thing. So I um, so it it just all depends. But you know, obviously, just reading reading a lot of different articles written as well. And so it, you know, you you uh, you you learn to kind of what people's different specialties are and kind of what people are good at predicting or not. And I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's a crapshoot anyway. You kind of look at it for the most part, but you do, uh, you do trust more people with, with, with certain statistics and just kind of how they look at it. I, I, I feel anyways where you kind of start teaming up with like, okay, like these, these three guys, I'll take their advice a little more seriously than these other, you know, guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you ever listened to the fantasy footballers, but uh, as of, I think last week, uh, I think it's I think it's Monday to Friday, but I'm not positive they are going to be on Sirius XM Fantasy every night from uh, four to six Pacific, I believe. So, you know, so that'll be good for you if you're just trying to get around somewhere or if you're listening somewhere. But they are they're they're good as well, and they're like I said, they're going to be on, they're on Sirius XM now as well as their daily podcast. So that'll be good as well. Uh, do you have any 
players that you really like this year that you're trying to get in your drafts or that you've gotten in your drafts if you've already done them? Um, I know that I, I, I mean, I was five, uh, both are 10 team, uh, leagues. And so I was five in one of the leagues. I was, I'm 10 in the other league, which I, I don't necessarily mind too much. I've never had the one overall pick, which kind of makes me upset, but whatever. Um, the, I, I'm not touching Melvin. I might take Zeke in the second in, I didn't take him in my one league, the second league drafts on Sunday. I, I might take him at 10 or 11. I'm not sure. Um, just cause it's, it's going to be keeper league. So definitely like if he falls to me, I might as well just keep him for, even if he doesn't play fully this year or whatever, but I I'm staying away from those guys. I do not like the, where, where any of those guys are out to be honest. Uh, I, I am high on Le'Veon Bell to be honest with you. I, you know, think back even last year, a year before that, I mean, he was definitely con- being considered as the number one overall pick. I mean, there's a reason for that. I know people always point to the Steelers offense and their offensive line and how, much of an upgrade that was compared to what they have in the Jets. But I don't know, man. I, I obviously believe in Darnold a ton. I think that that offense is going to be more talented than I think we people realize. I think Darnold's going to take a huge step forward. I've seen what he was able to do with, you know, um, what at the time was, you know, Ronald Jones and uh, Justin Davis and a couple other guys at SC. And, like, I, I just – I really think – Le'Veon is, is due for a big year. Um, I I know that some people are kind of iffy on if, you know, depending on if he's rusty or whatever in, in the offense and the offensive line in, in, in New York, but I think he's due for a big year. I really love Michael Thomas. Um, I think he's just an absolute monster. Um, I'm I'm also big on carry-on and, uh, and Galladay. I think though, I, I don't I'm, – I'm just saying these guys because I think a lot of people are kind of iffy with, you know, Detroit offense and, and – as a whole, but I really do think those guys, those, those two talents are going to shine regardless what kind of uh, offense is in Detroit. I trust uh, Stafford out there. So I don't know. Well, those, those guys for sure are, are kind of, I've tried to hit on a lot, um, but definitely, I mean, there's, there's other, some good players as well as you know. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely love carry on this year and I do, I do like Sam Darnold. I was, I wasn't a biggest fan of his coming out. I like, you know Josh Allen better but I do like Sam Darnold as well so obviously he he was a rookie last year Juju was a rookie a couple years ago and uh you just graduated did you cross paths with either of them in uh at SC and how were they off the field were they just as cool and calm and collected as they seem like they are like now that they're in the NFL or were they more you know excitable or anxious or anything while they were at SC I mean both of them were awesome guys um you know Sam was was Sam was fun. I mean, I, you know, Juju was a year ahead of me and then Sam was in my class. So, you know, I was able to spend three years with Sam and then um, three years with Juju as well. But, um, you know, it was, it was cool. I mean, Juju's a really, really nice guy, a good friend of mine. And he, he just is, uh, I, I played against him in high school as well, but he, he's just a really quality guy. I mean, he, he really is. He, he just loves to have fun. Like, you forget a lot of these guys, despite, you know, on Sunday making all these plays. I mean, a lot of them, are just very content going home and playing video games for the rest of the night. And cause I mean, they are kids, you know, a lot of them, I mean, yes, there's some definitely some, you know, 30 year olds and whatever in the, in the league or 40 for talking about Brady. But um, you know, a lot of these guys are just young kids who are out of college and still love to go home and play video games. And that's like how Juju is. He's just kind of a kid at heart, which is, which is fun. And, and Sam's very mature. I mean, he, he really is as a freshman, he was mature. Um, he definitely just has a work ethic about him that I think, gets him you know above the curve i mean he he, do, he takes it seriously um he really does 
but he, he also, you know, is, is very talented. And so I, I think you'll, you'll see a lot of improvement this year from Sam. Yeah. I really like him. And I, I love the relationship he's going to have with uh, Robbie Anderson as well. I think that's going to be great for the jets this year. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully it is. It's, I'd rather see the Jets win than the Giants, obviously being an Eagles fan. So I'd love to see the Jets actually finally, you know, do something. Uh, so we've been talking about fantasy football. And obviously, as we said, we're both blind. And that's why we're doing this to see what kind of stuff we have going on. Now, uh, where do you, what platform do you do your leagues on? And do you find any platforms that are better for you? Like I have a lot of platforms that don't work for me. And I don't know if it's maybe just because I'm not used to using JAWS as well yet, or that they're just not as accessible, but have, do you find any that are much better for you than other platforms? Yeah. And I, and I use voiceover for the most part, especially like just on my phone and stuff um, with, with the apps. But yeah, I, I, I use both Yahoo and ESPN. Um, Yahoo, I guess, isn't as aesthetically pleasing for a lot of people I hear, but definitely I think the more, accessible app to use i i can pretty much do anything i want on yahoo espn for a while is a little difficult um they they actually like literally a month ago upgrade where they fixed a couple of their problems but that's from a layout like you know looking at the league looking at other teams uh, looking at you know other teams matchup point totals like all that stuff like that that kind of gets a little more tricky um on on the espn app at least where um, it's just it's hard to get to and sometimes you get in these pages where you can't go back where I actually have to close the app and reopen it um, in order to kind of get back to the home screen uh, but Yahoo I feel definitely is, is probably the more accessible one I, I can navigate that com completely fine um, on my phone yeah I usually when I do it on my phone I also use just the voiceover and that's usually what I do with all my fantasy stuff and I completely agree with you about Yahoo um, that's from when I went blind, that's the first one I was able to use after going blind as well. Uh, ESPN, I tried to use it about three years ago, and I just couldn't. Uh, as you said, like the draft is easy enough to do on ESPN, but then once you get into uh, the season, like at the top, the uh, like the row at the top, there you can't like the headings row. It doesn't have it labeled, so you can't tell where the transactions are, where the trades are, where the waiver wire is. Uh, so it's it's actually good to know that they fixed that last month because I actually talked to Matthew Barry about a month and a half ago. And he asked me if I used the ESPN app, and I told him no because I couldn't because of all that stuff. And he told me to send him an email with all the issues, and he was going to get it over to the uh, tech department. So maybe he did. Maybe that's why they picked some of this stuff. Maybe so it's did. good to know. Maybe I'll have to see if we I can try a legal in there late, like maybe this year or next year. Yeah, it's so not, that, not laid out perfectly. Like it's labeled, but like you can, like for instance, you can now see other teams. Like I can go, like for instance. Like, when I would go to the players and, like, say, you know, it's, like, running backs and see all running backs. Because, you know, it lists, like, the top three and then you click to see all running backs. I could never get back to this, the main player page or my roster from that screen. Yeah. I'd always I always, I would have to, like, literally, you know, go to my app switcher and close the app and then reopen it and go back to kind of the home screen. Where now at least you can click back. Um, like I said, you can you can go and actually look at your um, your trans. Your, at least your pending moves, you know, there's actually list pending moves for your trades and stuff um, or your waiver wires. You can like set, re reorder those, which is again, definitely a step up for, because I would literally have to ask like other people and not people in my league. Cause I didn't want them to see what, you know, was, was what I was searching for on the waiver wire. Um, and so I ask people like, Hey, actually, could you like move my, move my waiver wire order? And um, so, yeah, that definitely, Definitely need to improve that, and it seems like they, uh, they at least made an attempt and, and, and uh, are on the way of making it better. But, yeah, I think Yahoo is definitely easier to use as of the moment. 
Oh yeah, for sure. That's and like I said, that's good. I had to do the same thing with my sister. She had to go in there and it's like, you know, which one is this? Because it would just say like A, double A, triple A, but it wouldn't say what it was. So she'd go, oh, yeah, this is the transactions. And she'd go in there and put players on waivers for me and all that kind of stuff. And CBS was actually the same way a couple years ago. And they had, for some reason with their app, uh, you could go to like any screen. It was good. But with voiceover on, you couldn't drop anybody. You could pick people up. But you couldn't drop anybody. So I'd have to give the phone to my sister. She'd have to you know, shut voiceover off, drop the players, and then turn the voiceover back on. And there was no back button on CBS for some reason, but now there is. So they've luckily they fixed all that over the past couple of years. Okay. Uh, yeah, Sleeper, I tried to use this year, and you can't, I can't do anything on Sleeper at all. Really? Uh, so, yeah, I've actually talked with uh, the developer of them. They're, tr- they're trying to work that out, so we'll see what happens there. And, the, you know, there's some other ones. Like, MFL is actually really good if you do, like, Dynasty Leagues and things like that. They're... They're really good. I don't know about NFL. I haven't done anything with them lately. And Flea Flicker is just, well, we won't talk about Flea Flicker. They're accessible, but they shouldn't be. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're just, and they have no customer service either. But all the other apps are getting pretty better. But I totally agree with you. I think Yahoo uh, right now is definitely the leader when it comes to accessibility. Uh, so for your phone, then, do you have, you said you use voiceover. So do you, do you have an Android or do you use an Apple? I use Apple, yeah, just an iPhone, um, and I, I find that to, to be the best. Every every once in a while, it has a glitch and stuff, but everyone's phone does, I guess. So you can't can't expect perfection, but they're they're close to it in my mind. Absolutely, they're they're light year. I mean, Android is getting better, but Apple is still light years ahead of Android when it comes to accessibility. Yeah. Uh, so for your computer, then, do you use? I know we're going a little over here, but you know, we're <laughs> do you use uh, like Jaws on your computer? Do you use uh, MVDS or do you just so I. You- I started learning Jaws when I first went blind and and liked it, um, but to be honest, I I've, I've kind of I haven't used that in years, so I, I would probably have to relearn how to do everything. I just use Voiceover on 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 the Apple computers as well, like the MacBook and stuff. Okay, yeah, I I had a MacBook and I was gonna, I bought it because I was going to use the Voiceover on that, and then I was going to use Jaws, and then I found out that Jaws is not accessible with the Apple, <laughs> so I gave it to my sister and had to buy another laptop. Uh, but if you said i just because i didn't want to have to i I had already learned a little bit of jaws and i didn't want to have to learn all different key commands for the voiceover and stuff because all the key commands are different than jaws so that was a pain i just wanted to stick with jaws since that's what i started learning anyway uh but yeah if you ever do uh if you don't want to use jaws because i know it is like twelve hundred dollars now to get the jaws program uh they do have mvda i think it's called or something like that and it's basically jaws but it's free it's made by a company in Australia. You can actually just go to their website and download it, and you can put it right on a thumb drive. And then any computer you go to, you can install the thumb drive and uh, put it on there, and it automatically go right onto the computer, so you can use whatever use it on whatever computer you're on, and it's got like the same key commands. Oh, that's really cool. So yeah, that I mean, if you want to do that, instead, like I said, instead of spending the thousand dollars on Jaws or whatever, you can do that one. So, yep. uh, so yeah, so you know, it sounds good. So. Uh, you said you had one draft, I guess, last week, and you have one more this Sunday. Yes. Are these, like, home leagues, or are they leagues that you've been in for a long time, or are they, you know, specialty um, leagues? Or So I, I've i never been in a keeper league. This actually will be – I so I started this keeper league actually this year just, like, since all, every, we all graduated and everything. I just wanted to kind of, you know, start a league then where you can kind of keep, keep in touch and keep everyone together in, in some aspect. And so actually just starting one this year. So I'm kind of doing it where I'm keeping – Allowing people to keep two players at the end of this year. Um, next year will be 
uh, four players. The year after that would be six players, and we'll we're, we'll work our way all the way up to uh, keeping a full roster after like I think four or five years, um, and then just kind of be able to, to like literally just kind of have that type of keeper league where basically you know at the end of, end of uh, season positions we'll we'll make the uh, the draft order for the you know following season. Um, and so, you know, just kind of make it almost like a, like a, the real league, which I think will be fun in, in the long term. Yeah, that sounds really awesome. I actually just heard of a, a friend of mine was telling me about a league they have called a vampire league, which I don't know if you've heard of these or not, yes. uh, but it, you have. Yeah, no, they're so fun. I've never played one. I really want to, though. That, that It seems so fun. Yeah, it seems hard. And then, you know, after it wins and after the vampire team wins, then you just, you know, you lose, then the league ends. So, yeah, it does seem pretty fun. I'd actually like to do it. Or even the, I don't know, have you done any of the gauntlet leagues where you have uh, 17 teams in the league and then each week, it's kind of like a season-long survivor pool. So each week the team with the lowest score is eliminated and all their players get dropped back onto the waivers and then other teams can pick up or drop if they want to. And then at the end of the year, whoever has the last, like the last week is the final two teams. Then whoever, you know, has the highest score wins the year. No, I, I haven't actually heard of that. That sounds that sounds fun as well, though. Yeah, they yeah it's called Gauntlet Leagues. I think that they seem pretty cool. I'm in a couple of them uh, this year. I guess they also call them like Eliminator Leagues or Elimination Leagues. Uh, so yeah, but they are pretty cool. Uh, so is there anything specifically that uh, you wanted to talk about, or is there anything that you wanted to get out there that you're working on? No, I mean that's pretty much it. I mean, you know, like I said, I mentioned my startup. Um, it just I, I just kind of based on. Speaking over the years, wanted to simplify the process of people reaching out and finding a way to, to reach me and other talent and kind of bypassing a lot of these people that don't have our best interests in mind. Um, so I kind of created this this platform that just is a curator to hooking up talent with people, you know, that want to book the talent, um, digitize the whole process, make it simpler, make it transparent, make it honest. Um, and so it's, it's called Engage. The, the website's lessengage.com. And so it's really cool if, if anyone wants to check it out. It's, it's a really cool site um, that we, we put a lot of time and effort into and are, are going to continue to do so. And um, it's been going really well. So we're excited about that. Yeah, that's awesome. That sounds great. And there's definitely a lot of people that'll, you know, there's a lot of people that take advantage of others out there. And especially when, you know, it's people who are, you know, quote unquote disabled like us where we can't, you know, see what's going on or people with other disabilities, or whatever. It's, you know, you definitely have to be aware. So it's good to have good people around you and, be surrounded by those good people so do you want to let people know where they can you know follow you or get a hold of you on twitter yeah absolutely um my my, my twitter and instagram handles are uh, at jake olson 61 and then uh that, it's in my bio too but you know to, to contact me it's just at, at letsengage.com and, and you can find me on on that website yeah it was really great to have you here i you know hope to keep in contact with you keep going now we, we've been talking a little for you know past couple months or whatever and love to Obviously, stay in contact with you as there's very few of us in the, uh, you know, the sports world that are going through the same kind of things that we are. And I'm, you know, thanks a lot for coming on here tonight. And I'm was glad to be on here with you. And like I said, I've been following your story since, you know, when I when I saw you on ESPN and I've, you know, been following ever since then. And then I heard you know, saw you on the, or heard you on the ESPN Fantasy Focus podcast last year and everything. And I got a hold of you then and we've been kind of, you know, talking on ever since. So I really appreciate it. You coming yep. on here. Uh, you're well, definitely an inspiration and uh, you know, just you can follow me on Twitter at envision FF. Please follow Jake Olson at Jake Olson 61. And is there anything else you want to say before we head out? 
No, man, this has been awesome, and uh, good luck in everyone's leagues. And I, we'll definitely uh, be interacting this this fall, Dom. Uh, I'm sure on Twitter, but maybe we can uh, do like a mid mid fall uh, podcast, just talking about fantasy and what, kind of what we uh, what we think of, you know, uh, the current state of the NFL and like what what we uh, predict for the rest of the, the rest of the season. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, absolutely. We'll do a we'll do a podcast in like week nine after Zeke Elliott and Melvin Gordon finally come back. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for coming here. I know it wasn't a totally fantasy-centric show, but I hope you got a lot out of it. And again, please follow both of us on Twitter and hit us up with any questions you may have. And thanks again. Like the pine trees lining the winding road I've got a name I've got a name like a singing bird in the croaking toad I've got a name I've got a name And I carry it with me like my daddy did But I'm living the dream 